Hello, and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, January 19th, and we start with local news. The Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen voted this week to encourage the city's Industrial Development Board, along with developer Southstar, to consider a tax increment financing program, or TIF, for the upcoming crossings mixed-use development. The TIF, if adopted, would help to fund a portion of the proposed 213-acre development, primarily its public infrastructure, which includes connecting Crossings Boulevard to Kedron Road. The development will also feature a mix of residential, commercial, office, hotel, and green space, as well as a United States Tennis Association sports complex. TIF projects give cities and counties tools to retain, recruit, and grow business and industry, according to the State Comptroller's Office. It's a method used by local governments to pay for community improvements with future tax revenues. Funds used for necessary improvements are believed to enhance future property tax revenues, which in turn would offset the city's initial investment. In short, it's a way to allow new development to pay for itself, the state website explains. Some aldermen, such as Hazel Nieves, said, while a TIF could help fund the project, its overall impact to the city should be examined more closely, like its effect on local commercial tax dollars. I just feel we need to stop and understand the impact of the TIF, Nieves said. This is really a financing method that's shoved on the shoulders of citizens. This program is supposed to be used to bring about improvements, new development, infrastructure, or other community improvement projects. Our constituents have communicated to every one of us the improvements they want to see in the city, and it is not to finance new development, she said. Vice Mayor Kevin Gavigan said while Nieves' comments do have merit, he supports approval of the item because it could give the city options that could prove financially beneficial. The job of this resolution is for those facts and figures to come in and be analyzed on a professional level, Gavigan said. I look forward to seeing that and seeing the recommendation from the IDB and seeing how it all comes to fruition. I'm really looking forward to seeing the analysis and what the project could do for the city in terms of revenue increases, he said. Tuesday's vote was not to officially authorize the proposed TIF, but merely tasking the IDB to gather information on whether or not the city can authorize one. This is not authorizing a TIF or a pilot, but it's asking experts to see if this is a good step forward, or if it's not a good step forward, Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman said. The collection of data is my bottom line, and so I will support it for that, he said. Once the IDB has had time to review the initial TIF, a proposal will then be sent back to the Board of Mayor and Aldermen, which will have the final vote on whether or not it plans to authorize it. The item ultimately passed 6-1, to one, with Nieves being the sole opposing vote. Columbia's own collegiate softball doubleheader, the Mid-State Classic, is back for the seventh year on March 15th at Ridley Sports Complex, one of the top recreational complexes in the state. The annual Classic is hosted by the City of Columbia. This year's Mid-State Classic will feature the University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers facing off against the Austin P. State University Governors at 5.30 p.m. The opening game will be Columbia State Community College versus Motlow Community College beginning earlier in the day at 1 p.m. Tickets are $10 each and will be sold exclusively online at www.columbiatn.com forward slash Mid State Classic. 
There will be no tickets sold at the gate. There will be food trucks on site, parking is free, and coolers and lawn chairs are prohibited in the park. I'm so excited about this year's Mid-State Classic between the Tennessee Lady Vols and Austin Peay State University Govs, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. Once again, Columbia serves as the host site for one of the most highly attended softball games in the state. And once again, Ridley Sports Complex will serve as a showcase venue for this event. Most of all, I am proud of our team at the Parks and Recreation Department for their good work in putting on this event every year and helping our youth, in particular young girls in our community, see firsthand a collegiate sport being played in our community at a very high level, he said. For more information regarding the tournament and ticket sales, please call 931-388-8119 or once again visit www.columbiatn.com forward slash midstate classic. Murray Regional Medical Center recently announced its Board of Trustees and Advisory Board members for the 2023 term. Houston Parks was reappointed to serve as chair of the Board of Trustees. Parks is an attorney in private practice with the law firm of Parks, Bryant, and Snyder, PLLC, and has served on the board since 2009. He will serve his sixth term as chair in 2023. Scott Gaines was reappointed to serve as vice chair. Gaines is the retired assistant superintendent of instruction for Murray County Public Schools. He has served as a board member since 2004 and vice chair since 2021. In addition, Drew Parker joined the board, replacing John Law. Parker, a 35-year Murray County resident, is a financial advisor with Robert W. Baird & Company. He served on the advisory board from 2013 to 2018 and again from 2020 to 2021 and is part of the Finance and Pension Committee and Audit and Compliance Committee. John Law, a retired COO of Farm Bureau Insurance, was first elected to the board in 2017. He previously served on the advisory board starting in 2010 and was a member of several committees, including joint conference, finance and pension, and professional contracts. I want to personally thank Mr. Law for his service to the Board of Directors and Advisory Board for the last several years. Murray Regional Health benefited greatly from his leadership and support, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. I also want to thank Mr. Parker for joining the Board of Directors. He's been a valuable member of our advisory board in the past and will make an excellent addition to the Board of Directors. He said, Dr. Chuck Bramlett Jr., a pathologist on the Murray Regional Health Medical Staff associated with Opus Pathology PCA Southeast, was reappointed for another term on the advisory board. He's served on the advisory board since 2010 and has been on the medical staff, staff excuse me, since 1996. We are grateful for the service of these experienced professionals on our board and advisory board, Dr. Cheney said. Murray Regional Health is in a great position to continue to succeed thanks to their leadership. In addition to the Board of Directors and Advisory Board, Murray Regional Medical Center's 2023 medical staff officers were also recently announced. Dr. Danielle C. Gibson, a pathologist associated with Opus Pathology PCA Southeast, was named Chief of Staff, while Dr. Mark Sego was named Vice Chief of Staff, Dr. Chad M. Moss was named Secretary Treasurer, and Dr. Jimmy T. Harris will serve as past Chief of Staff. From upstate New York to Columbia, Tennessee, Kate Vaca and her family have decided to make Middle Ten Southern Middle Tennessee their home, bringing with them some of their family's most sacred recipes and sharing them with Murray County. If you've ever visited upstate New York, there are diners everywhere. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so I started serving food, 
she said of her restaurant beginnings. I served for about eight to nine years before I opened my own restaurant in my hometown, she said. It's something I'm passionate about. I tried other careers, but it didn't have the same quality of people and fund. It just doesn't feel like work most of the time, she said. Vaca owned Katie Pie's Kitchen on Nashville Highway before closing last year and beginning the process of moving her business to a house at 2407 Pulaski Highway. When she began the process of moving, her two sons, Peter and Joseph, came along to add something extra to the restaurant's name. Now, it's Katie Pie and Sons Country Kitchen. Mom has had restaurants since we were small children. When she was at the previous location on Nashville Highway, she was doing well, and we decided to come along and help her out. Peter said. Why? Kate says food, for her, is all about family. That's why after visiting her sister in Columbia several years for the holidays and falling in love with the area, she moved here as well. It's all about family when it comes to restaurants. All the recipes are my mom's or my mother-in-law's. That's where it all begins, Kate said. It's just like sitting at your own table because it's all homemade. The atmosphere is awesome, and now that we have this beautiful location, it just adds to it, she said. The house has two different rooms for dining with a little more seating than the last place. It's decorated with plates her parents used, among other historical photos and art pieces. The first time I came to see this house, I just felt like I was home. A lot of our customers, when they walked in the front door, they would say, Oh my gosh, I'm home, Kate said. Home is where the heart is and where her family is now, and the family business has been thriving since its reopening. Peter and Joe aren't just here for their charm and cooking, however. The goal really is that I want to retire. I'm ready in a couple of years. The boys are going to take over, Kate said, naming Peter the front of the house manager while Joe is heading up the back of the house. I didn't think they would like it, but they really do, she said. Joe's a little better cook than I am, but we both took to it, and here we are, Peter said laughing. Everybody has been so awesome. Katie Pie and Sons Restaurant is open for breakfast and lunch from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tuesday through Friday and 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. They're closed on Sunday and Monday. The Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce held its annual State of the Chamber ceremony on December 9th and presented four business awards. The 2022 Chamber Member of the Year Award was presented to Grecian Family Restaurant and Bakery. Grecian is a locally owned restaurant offering Greek dishes, pizza, breakfast, and baked goods in Spring Hill. Owners Frank and Sasa Georgolos are widely known for their generosity, exemplified by their community fundraisers, give-a-meal programs, and annual free Thanksgiving meal event for first responders and those in need. Other nominees for the top award were Martin's Barbecue Joint, Oasis Health Center, and Salted Peace. The 2022 New Member of the Year Award was presented to South Haven at Commonwealth. Community Manager Brittany Wright accepted the award at the ceremony. South Haven at Commonwealth is a sophisticated apartment living complex boasting quality craftsmanship, resort-like amenities, and high-end finishes in the heart of Spring Hill. Brittany has been a positive promoter of the Spring Hill business community throughout the year. Other nominees for the New Member Award were Light Hill Meats, Chris McKinley of New York Life, and Smartworks. Criteria for the two member-based awards included giving generously of time and resources to the community, exemplifying strong business practices and ethical standards, and supporting the Chamber's mission of positively influencing the business culture to create a better Spring Hill. The Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce also named Dalton Potts of Edward Jones its George Bobeer Ambassador of the Year. 
That award is presented to the chamber ambassador who generously and consistently gives of their time and service to the organization without hesitation throughout the year. Additionally, the 2022 Jim Grimes Board Member of the Year Award was presented to Assistant Plant Director Rick Smearman of General Motors Spring Hill Assembly. Named in memoriam of Spring Hill businessman Jim Grimes, the award is presented each year to a board member who illustrates servant leadership to the organization and actively works to positively influence influence the Spring Hill business culture. The State of the Chamber ceremony was held at the UAW Hall in Spring Hill and included updates from Executive Director Becca Melton, outgoing board chair Clint McCain, and incoming board chair Jeff Graves. A motivational presentation from Mike Keith, the voice of the Tennessee Titans, kicked off the ceremony. Horace O. Porter students lined up earlier this month to get a fresh start to the second half of the school year with a fresh cut or braid thanks to a community effort. When you look good, you feel good. When students feel good, they tend to do better in the classroom, behavior-wise and in school, H.O. Porter Principal Dedra Dawson said. We are trying to be more open for the community so people can see we are a community resource. I have excellent people on staff who are willing to work and go above and beyond, she said. Dawson said members of her staff, specifically educational assistants Tina Easley and Frederica Vaughn, took the initiative to have community members join the event. We reached out to the barbers and beauticians, and they were all in. They were willing to donate their time and talent, Vaughn said. Giving back to the community with their talents was the biggest reason for those who came out to cut hair or braid students' hair. When I was a kid, the community gave to me, and I love to give back. Doing hair is a passion of mine, beautician Jessica Pye said. It's exciting because they're excited. Some of them have never had braids, so she was excited to get them for the first time, she said. For Barber Michael Wright, he said he was happy to lend a hand because it lets me know the kids are doing something positive instead of doing negative things on the street, he said. Dawson said this was the first, I'm sorry, the second time the school hosted a haircut and braid event, with the first time being in collaboration with a local church several years back. Now, however, with the success of the event, she hopes to make it an annual event that encompasses even more of the Columbia community. She's even teamed up with Columbia Central High School cosmetology cosmetology teacher Lottie Mostiller to bring in students from her class to gain experience while reaching out to kids in College Hill. We talked about doing this to show the pride in the community and to help each other, said Mostiller, who brought one student along this year for the experience. The goal, though, is simply to give students a chance to understand their community is behind them and open to help with whatever needs they may have. We love giving back. They have been happy and excited knowing they are going to get to start the school off looking nice, Easley said. We have so many kids who need a haircut. You feel good about yourself when you have a fresh haircut or fresh braids, she said. Join Murray Alliance on Tuesday, January 24th at 11.30 a.m. for their annual Education Lunch, How CTE Programs and Community Partnerships Are Preparing Tomorrow's Workforce in Murray County. During this year's event, Murray Alliance President Will Evans will lead a panel discussion with representatives from Murray County Public Schools and Columbia State Community College. They will discuss career and technical education, or CTE, programs, existing partnerships between our public school system, Columbia State, and local industries, future growth opportunities, and more. Panelists for the event include Dr. Janet F. Smith, President of Columbia State Community College, Lisa Ventura, Murray County Superintendent of Schools, 
Keith Stacy, Assistant Superintendent of Instruction, Amy Roberts, Murray County Public Schools CTE Supervisor, Terry Thornton, Murray County Public Schools CTE Workforce Development Career Coach, Melody Murphy, Director of Workforce and Continuing Education at Columbia State Community College, and Marin Mostajir, Director of Engineering Systems Technology at Columbia State Community College. For more information, visit www.murrayalliance.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Richard Frank Richie Benefield, 63, a retired employee of Nissan and resident of Cullioca, died Saturday, January 14th at Centennial Medical Center. A graveside service for Mr. Benefield will be conducted today, Thursday, at 11 a.m. at Friendship Cemetery. Mr. Kenneth D. Mullinax, 89, a retired employee of Fleming Company and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, January 15th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Mullinax will be conducted Friday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Neapolis Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunny skies today with gusty winds diminishing during the afternoon. The high will reach 63 degrees with winds out of the west-southwest at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Higher wind gusts are possible. Tonight, we can expect clear to partly cloudy skies with a low of 32 degrees. Winds will be out of the west at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello friends, this is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, tennesseechildrenshome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. If you've got a yard, you may plan on digging it, like to build an addition, put in a pool, or bury your pirate booty. But you should know that throughout the country, there may be pipelines buried underground. And if you hit one, you've got trouble. Sorry. So before you dig, call 811 to have any buried pipelines located and marked at no charge. For more tips on pipeline safety, visit pipesafety.org. A message from the Tennessee Gas Association, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Here we go. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price, and now news from around the state. A record number of guns were confiscated in 2022 at U.S. airports. The Transportation Security Administration seized 6,542 guns from passengers. Nashville cracked the top five overall, ranking number four in the nation, with 213 guns confiscated at BNA, an increase from 2021 when 163 guns were confiscated, according to TSA data. It gets worse for Music City. TSA data shows Nashville ranks first in gun confiscations per capita. 
Mark Howell, a regional spokesperson for TSA, stated that Nashville's numbers are alarming compared to airports like Atlanta, Houston, Dallas-Fort Worth, and Phoenix, which by comparison see far more passengers. Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport led all U.S. airports with 448 gun seizures, followed by Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport with 385 and George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston with 298. After Nashville's airport, Sky Harbor International Airport in Phoenix ranked fifth with 196 guns confiscated. Atlanta, which had 448 confiscations, serviced more than 24 million people traveling at its airport, while Nashville's 213 confiscations occurred with 9 million passengers. Phoenix, meanwhile, saw more than 18 million passengers with fewer gun confiscations. As part of its crackdown against guns being brought to airports, TSA has increased the maximum civil penalty for firearms violation up to $14,950. Howell believes one of the reasons Nashville increased confiscations is tied to a July 2021 open carry law, which allows Tennesseans to carry guns without permits. He did caution travelers with guns to no carry laws in the various states as they may differ from the volunteer state. Though guns have been confiscated in record numbers, TSA does allow passengers to transport unloaded firearms in checked baggage. Passengers must declare firearms and or ammunition to the airline when checking a bag at ticket counters. Residents in the farming community in West Tennessee are suing the federal government, alleging that a loan program meant for family-run farms is illegally subsidizing mass poultry operations for corporate giant Tyson Foods. The issue started early last year when Tyson opened a $425 million poultry processing plant in Gibson County. While Tyson touted the more than 1,500 jobs the facility would bring to the region, residents in nearby Henderson County said their quality of life plummeted as a flood of chicken-growing operations popped up to fuel the company's slaughtering facility. In addition to their concerns over pollution, health risks, and a drop in property value, residents said Tyson's large contractors are receiving federal loans reserved for family farms. In December, a group called Concerned Citizens of West Tennessee filed a federal lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Agriculture, alleging that the department's Farm Service Agency approved more than $3.5 million in loans for 16 poultry warehouses in Henderson County for Tyson contractors Nguyen LLC and Trang Nguyen LLC. Each facility would house up to 39,000 birds, with the operations largely controlled by Tyson, according to the lawsuit. The group, which is being represented by the Southern Environmental Law Center, contends that the companies do not qualify as family farms under the federal definition since they act as extensions of Tyson. The USDA did not respond to a request for comment. The agency on its website notes that 96% of the more than 2 million farms in the U.S. are family farms, defined as any farm organized as a sole proprietorship, partnership, or family corporation. The contractors Nguyen and Trang Nguyen could not be reached for comment. The definition excludes farms organized as non-family corporations or cooperatives, as well as farms with hired hired managers, the agency said. George Nolan, an attorney for the law center who is representing the group, said the contractors are more like chicken babysitters for Tyson rather than farmers. The rules are very specific as to what constitutes a family farm, he said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Come one, come all, many RC race fans. This is the venue, track, and race you have been waiting for. All skill and interest levels are welcome for this inaugural Winter Jam Racing event at Fairview Recreation Center, located at 871 Iron Bridge Road in Columbia. This pint-sized 116th scale or smaller derby will be held on Saturday, January 28th from 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. This competition will be held in three qualifying races and one main event per class. Classes are Brushless, brushed, and open. Participants and class winners will be entered in a drawing for multiple 116th Mini JRX 2 buggies. A limited number of rental cars will be available for no fee, and there is no registration fee to enter the event. For more information and to register, visit mini-rc. I'm sorry, visit the Mini RC Winter Jam website at www.columbiatn.com forward slash seven two six forward slash mini dash rc dash winter jam or email daniel walls at d walls at columbia tn.com that's all for this edition of southern middle tennessee today on wkom wkrm radio i'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news i'm tom price thanks for listening be safe and have a great day